You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hey, welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Ken, and I'll be your host today. Joining me as scorekeeper is Neil, and today we're going to have a one-on-one match between Jeff and Matt. How are you guys feeling today? pretty confident actually today yeah for no reason yeah i just feel really confident how about you jeff i'm not feeling confident then a little tired maybe Uh, i'm a little tired um and i know that you can't edit out stupid so well sometimes you can make a little tweak to stupid but uh you know on the whole it's pretty difficult to cut yeah you can't edit it all out so you could auto tune it (laughs) all right so uh neil can we uh go over the rules for the game today yeah the uh, tension in the air is thick today so we'll see how this goes (laughs) we're bitter rivals is what you're saying (laughs) yes the, uh, the, the game is simple. we got 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece and split into two rounds. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by Ken where players can take a larger lead or gain some ground for a comeback. And at the end of regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they have accumulated and will have the chance to wager 0 to 30 of those points on five questions based on their confidence of the final round categories. At the end of the game, as always, someone will be named the cream of the crop you know that i'm the cream of the crop oh yeah all right so all right if you guys are ready let's start the game all right first question hollandaise sauce is comprised of what two principal ingredients how much do you like your eggs benedict gentlemen a lot i have never had eggs benedict I literally don't know what hollandaise sauce is, so this is going to be probably a difficult one for me. I'm surprised Weird Al hasn't done a song like hollandaise. Stop it. Nope. We're not doing that. No singing. That's That's not a sing. That's a $5 violation. Uh, Let's put it in the jar. uh, That song was was on our happy hour playlist at work, and I heard that song like five times an hour over the last two weeks. So someone should make a version of that with hollandaise, but put the ingredients in the lyrics. That would help me out a lot, to be honest. All right, so uh, Jeff seemed pretty confident, um, and Matt seems to have no idea. Oh, I'm not. Idea. I'm not confident. I said I like eggs Benedict. Oh, okay. I order it out. I very, very rarely make it. And then there's always that really nice like hollandaise mix. I don't have to worry about making. All right. It well, what do you think is in that delicious, delicious sauce? I believe it's cheese and egg. Cheese Ooh. and egg. I put garlic and tomato. Well, uh, Matt is wrong. Yes. Jeff is closer, but not quite correct. The uh, egg. Yolk is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the dairy product is actually butter, mm. not cheese. Ah. No cheese. 
All right, so we're going to move on to the next question. So far, no score. Spell the last name of legendary NHL goalie Patrick Waugh. Mm. I know this one. More sports, sports questions. questions. More sports <laughs> oh, Matt, questions, please. Matt quickly wrote down mm-hmm. his uh, answer and put uh, points next to uh, his points box, so he's very confident he's going to get this right. <laughs> and how about you, Jeff? I have no confidence, but I put down a spelling. Okay, let's start with Jeff. Uh, Wa W A A. See, I always thought it was pronounced Roy because it's R O Y. R O Y is correct. That's right. Matt is on the board. Ten points. All right. Let's move along to the third question. While commonly known as the mother of all bombs, Moab actually stands for something else entirely. Just give me two of the words represented by the letters M O A B. So I just need two of the words of the four. Hmm. I feel like one of them is way too easy, so it can't possibly be that. But I don't have anything better. I saw this on the news, and I was trying to remember the words that are in MOAB, uh, just in case, you know, of a trivia question. Current events question. And I completely let it out of my head. Yeah. I have two I have two locked in. Okay. Jeff's thinking about it. I want to put the pressure on Jeff. He's got his hand on his face. Well, I've got one for sure. Um, the sad thing is I know how the bomb works, mm-hmm. which I would feel would give me insight into the answer to this question, but I'm I'm failing to come up with sufficient words. So how does it work? Does it just explode? The, the purpose of the bomb is, so most of them are like based on explosion. You know, bunker busters have like an initial charge that blow up the ground and then another bomb that goes deeper that blows up. Um, the purpose of this bomb is uh, mostly to, to make a huge volume of air, uh, and it's the it's the, just the huge volume of air that's produced by it that makes the bomb so deadly. So they didn't really have a huge underground complex until recently to test it out on. Okay. Um, so it's it's not necessarily its incendiary qualities. It's just the the sheer force um, that it can use to explode. Right. Um, so out of that, can you can you give me two words? Some oh. of those words had M O. A and B in it. I mean, maybe. So um, I will guess the M stands for massive and the B stands for bomb. Okay. I thought the M stood for massive and I had A as atomic. Okay. It's non-atomic. That, you, that I know for sure. You both got massive correct. And Jeff did say many of the words uh, mm-hmm. contained in this. It's massive ordinance air blast. Air. Uh, is it air or aerial? Air. Okay. Is what I had. Yeah, I thought, like, it can't be bomb. Like, that would be too easy yeah. if it was massive and bomb. So, and then I got thrown off. So. Why is it ordinance? I don't know. I didn't name it. You researched the question. Nope. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Sawi. Minus 10 points for Jeff for questioning yeah. the question. Please. I wasn't right. questioning him. I just wanted more of an explanation. <laughs> I was just calling him out, actually. I wasn't calling him out. Uh-huh. He's right. I just wanted to know more information. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next question. Is this a dagger which I see before me? Is a phrase uttered by the title character of what Shakespeare work? Hmm. Is this a dagger I see before me? I think we might have our first game where I don't get any points. Just wow. flat out. So it's just not in your Let mind. me just call it then. I win 10 nothing. Fair. I'm locked in. I don't know what okay. this is. I'm locked in. All right. Let's uh, start with Matt. I said Hamlet. Hamlet. That is a Shakespeare... Uh, play it is i said hamlet as well i know that's the hamlet. play it's in but i can't remember what all right we got two hamlets and no macbeths mm. Macbeth uh, was the pr- uh, proper could be answer. Macbeth. 
Uh, funny you. thing about uh, Macbeth with the uh, the dagger I see before me. When you guys wash your hands in my apartment every time, uh, the soap dispenser is from Macbeth that says "out damned spot." When oh. Lady Macbeth is trying to wash the blood off her hands. Damn. So that was a little clue there, <laughs> a little subliminal clue. All right, nice, uh, nice soap dispenser, Neil. <laughs> Coming up is question five. Uh, we like to call that our listener-submitted question. And uh, if you have a good question you'd like to send us to incorporate into the game, make sure to send us an email to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. In the subject line, please put question five. And we'll choose uh, one question for each round five. All right, so this one comes from John Barry, all the way from Rutherford, Australia. Thanks for uh, sending this in. The question is, who was the first king to be president of the United States? Good question, John. This is a little bit tricky. Who was the first king to be president of the United States? Once again, a little tricky on this one. While these guys are thinking, uh, John is a huge Sydney Swans fan uh, of Aussie rules. And, Go plugger. Uh, I know he's been retired for like 18 years at this point probably, but... You guys don't know anything about Aussie rules. You just <laughs> yes, we do. So, so Jeff is a Carlton Blues fan, and, and I'm a Magpies fan. So uh, John will say, though, that the Swans are better than both of us. But Go Swans for you, John. Thanks for the question. I have no idea. I, like, I don't even know where to begin. Uh there's a couple ways I'm approaching this, and I'm sure I can figure it out, um, but I just have to latch onto the relevant detail here, and so I'm just going through all the presidents right now, and I'm just kind yeah. of trying to pull loose associations. Billy Jean? Not a president. Not a president. Also, not my lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Panelist stumped. Uh, all right. I've got an answer. All right. Let's start with Matt. I said um, Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. How about Jeff? I'm not sure where this is coming from, so I'll be very curious to see what the answer is. Um, but I can't remember James K. Polk's middle name, so I mm. guessed I guessed James Polk. All right. So Jeff was uh, kind of along the lines of the answer to this question. Um, so the answer is Gerald Ford. Mm-hmm. Gerald Ford was actually born Gerald King, oh, but his mother remarried no. after his father died, changed his name to Ford. And uh, that was the name of his stepfather. That's so right. a bit of a trick question from John from Australia. And uh, thanks for the support, John. And uh, keep sending us questions. We'll be happy to put them on the air. Gerald, just, Gerald Ford and his wife were both fashion models before uh, ending up in office. And just in addition, uh, he was born uh, Leslie King and his stepfather was Gerald Ford. So the full name was taken by the stepfather. Cool. I, I, I had heard that he changed his name, but I didn't remember what you the You were on the right track, before. though, when you said the K in Polks, you were looking at it as a name instead of an actual right. uh, Well, and I thought honor. maybe there was, like, a, another... So I thought maybe there was, like, a, like another word for king that, like, had some That's relation. Yeah. All right. Well, so far, this game has been much more brutal than I had anticipated, but uh, we'll move on yeah, to the Yeah, who do you think you are, me? We'll move on to the next question. What M word is defined as the misunderstood or misinterpreted word or phrase resulting from a mishearing of the lyrics of a song. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Thank you, Neil. It's a it's a word that begins with M. Okay. I thought it was rather difficult, so I give you the first letter. Uh, Matt agree. wrote an M on his sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get A letter correct. There's a really funny video of... Um, this ain't a scene by Fall Out Boy with mis- <laughs> misheard lyrics that has a lot of John Cena involved. 
This is a great question from Ken, and uh, if you guys enjoy misheard lyrics, there's actually a website called kissthisguy.com, which is the no archive. Way. <laughs> it's the archive of misheard lyrics. That's great. All right, let's get some guesses in. Difficult question. It's par for the course for this game yeah, so I'm far. So, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't realize. I I have an answer. I don't All know. All right, Matt, go ahead. I said a misnomer. Misnomer. How about Jeff? That's that's better than mine. I said misappropriation. Okay. So the answer is Mondegreen. I, be, I believe this was coined, um, you know, due to an actual uh, mishearing of lyrics. So. I I had heard that word before, but I would have not got. I would have not gotten it. All right, let's move on to the next question. The hulking orangish red monster from Looney Tunes is named after what light flowing material? Do you know the the creature I'm referring to? Yeah, he's it's got uh, like a chicken nugget shaped head, and uh, he hangs out with Marvin the Martian. Big sometimes. arms, tiny tiny little legs. Yeah, he does. No, I definitely can't place it now. I know what he looks like. Does, do I get half a point? No. He's named after a light flowing material, so maybe you could get it that way. I can't. I can't place this guy. I'm tr- myself. I'm trying to think. Oh, of I just it. keep seeing cousin it. He was on. I mean, in, when during when they had all those Looney Tunes shirts, he would end up on a lot of these because he was big, so they could stick him in the back. Right. Um, no, I, I can see him pretty clearly. Like I said, I've said I said I saw cousin it, but I can see the other guy too. Fine, I got something. I do too. Okay, let's start with Jeff this time. So I said he was called Chantilly. Chantilly. Mm, ah. That's not bad. I put Silk the Shocker, who's my favorite <laughs> rapper from the No Limit Soldiers. No, unfortunately, guys, his name is Gossamer. Oh. And uh, he soon will be played uh, in a live-action adaptation by Ryan Gosling. No, nope. the Ryan Gossamer. No, I think Tom Making Hardy actually up. got that role. Uh. Tom Hardy, soon to be Venom. Pretty crazy. Gossamer's only line is, hmm. Mm. Mm. I didn't realize mm. that that was a fabric. Okay, I always like to sneak in a little video games question uh, in my, my my game. So here, here it is. Nothing is true, everything is permitted is a phrase heavily associated with what successful video game franchise? Nothing is true, everything is permitted. I haven't really been playing video games for the last 10 years, so... Shame. It's not pong. I don't have it's that not kind pong. of. There's not a lot of narrative, and uh, <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. But from working on this show, anytime I see the word nothing or hear the word nothing, all I hear now is nothing means nothing. The Macho Man from our, our drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of now when I hear nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing means nothing. Means. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? All right, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a clue since it's been a little bit of a brutal game. They just keep releasing title after title of this series, and it's not, um, it's not very old. It's, uh, it probably debuted in the, in the aughts. I'm going to stick with my answer, even though I think that makes it less right. I'm going to stick with an answer that I was going to provide even before the clue, because it didn't, didn't seem to help, so. Okay, let's, uh, let's go with Matt. So I thought it had something to do with the cake being a lie, so I put Portal. Portal. Yeah, I, I was also thinking Portal, but I know Ken has previously asked uh, Fallout questions for the Water Boys, mm. so I put uh, not the Water Boys, uh, Big Daddies. That was uh, Bioshock. Or Bioshock. Sorry, no, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm even wrong there. So I went Fallout anyways. Fallout. Fallout. Uh, no, this is part of the Assassin's Creed oh. uh, franchise. Um, that is part of their. Uh, I did play that Creed. first game. I played part of one. One was pretty good. 
All right, so you both played it and just didn't retain the information, but that's okay. It's irrelevant. All right, this is a rather difficult question, but I think you might be able to work it out as it's a sports question. I mean, I mean, rather difficult, like, in general, or rather difficult, like, compared to the previous questions? Because then we're in for a doozy. We'll see how this In goes. general, I would say. I think you can work it out, though. Nordy is the mascot of what professional sports franchise? Nordy. Was that spelled with a D or a T? D. N-O-R-D-Y. Is it a current franchise? I had yes. a similar question. Current franchise. Ooh. That's interesting. Oh. But if you if you're on if you're on that uh, train of thought, keep thinking that way because you might get the right answer. Okay, I'm locked in. Okay. Well, I'm locked in too. Alright. Let's go with Matt. So I'm pretty sure it's from the Nordiques who moved to Colorado and became the Avalanche, so I put the Avalanche. Ah. They moved it. That's right. Okay. I didn't realize they would have stuck with the team, so I just stuck in Quebec and I went Canadians. Okay. This is actually the Minnesota Wild. Here we go. There's a, a press release here on NHL. A wild animal born in the north woods of the Iron Range, Nordy was found skating the frozen lakes and ponds near Eveleth, Minnesota. While no one truly knew what sort of wild animal he is, he was clear. it was clear that Nordy encompassed the true spirit of the wild. So in 2008, Nordy proudly accepted the offer to become the mascot of the Minnesota Wild. But okay. he, was he a previous mascot, or did he just... Uh, it just says uh, he stays true to his up-northy roots, but has moved into his own Laird XL Energy Center. Nordy wears the number 18,001. To date, he's the largest number ever allowed on NHL jersey. Doesn't say anything, at least, on NHL. Did you say 18,001? That's his number, yeah. Because uh, he wears that number to represent his place as a member of the team of 18,000. All right. Well, there you go. Let's move on to the next question. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. This is, I might not get one right in the whole. This is a brutal round. Half. I think you'll both get this one right. This no is, score updates yet because we don't want to sound embarrassed. <laughs> this is. Uh, I don't need to hear it. This is one I think you guys are going to get. Charles Goodyear was partially responsible for revolutionizing what process that utilizes sulfur as a strengthening agent? Okay. Okay, we're in. Let Jeff. Jeff? He might have a real answer. Vulcanization. Vulcanization. Ah. I put rubberizing. Rubberizing. Mm. Vulcanization is correct. Hey, wow. Right. What a strong end to he, round one. Yeah, that's right. Clean so, it. I'm, just, I'm just wiping the board at this point. So <laughs> a little score update here. No. <laughs> it is. It. You're the lead. I, uh, no. It's tied. Oh, is it tied? So well, it, could be, it could be negative 90 to negative 90, but it's actually plus 10 to plus hey. 10. All right, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry this is such a difficult uh, game, you guys, but I hope our listeners are learning something. I hope you guys are too. He was, It'll help you in your trivia. I hope he, he was accidentally beating. heating up, or he was heating up rubber and he accidentally burned it. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. All right, moving on to the, uh, the uh, halftime round. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. Today we're going to be doing a movie clips round. So I'm going to give you some sound clips from movies. And I want you to identify the film. We are going to be doing 10 clips uh, for five points each, and uh, it'll, it'll be open to both of you simultaneously. So, total of 50 points on the line. And feel free to pause your uh, podcast app after each clip. Give yourself a little bit of time, because we're going to move through them fairly quickly and, and let the uh, answering go on after it. All right, so starting the uh, midpoint round, here is the first sound clip. Listen carefully. I'm going to play each one once. Just uh, give me the answers after the sound clip uh, each time. Okay, here we go. California, stay away from here. Stay away from here now. Don't, don't, don't come in here. Whatever you hear, stay away. John Doe has the upper hand. Mills! Great clip. Great clip. Great clips. So you want to know who said it? No, I'd like to know the, the film. I, I can I I'll answer if they don't get it. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Looks like Matt has an answer down. Mm-hmm. See what uh, Jeff's coming up with. It sounds like you knew who who the uh, oh, I know. speaker was. I know the actor. He's yeah. got a very prominent voice. He does. All right. So who am I, Jeff? Who is it? It's Morgan Freeman. All right. So what's some Morgan Freeman movies? Oh, I'm gonna guess uh, Shawshank Redemption. Then Shawshank. <laughs> Not a bad guess. Uh, what did you have, Matt? Uh, I was thinking John Q. I don't know why. No, not John Q. Uh, probably because they said John Doe I mean, in the that's clip. What happened. However, um, uh, the yeah. movie is Neil. Well, if if you would have searched into the box in your head and found out what was in it, you would know that it was seven. <laughs> What's in the that. box? What's in the box? All right. So moving on to the next one. Hello. Hello. Who is it? It is King Arthur, and these are my knights of the round table. Whose castle is this? This is the castle of my master, Guido Wamba. All right. Looks like uh, some writing on this one. Mm. Jeff, does this ring a bell for you? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I went Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. How about you? I also went Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yep, that's correct, guys. Yeah. Good so, coconut work there. Yeah, so fun fact about the coconut work is that uh, they just couldn't afford the horses and they were too hard to manage. So uh, hitting the coconuts together were a common, uh, it was a common way to make the sound effect back in the day. They decided to just do that. <laughs> I think the coconut guy is the director, Terry Gilliam. That's correct. Yeah. Here's the next sound clip. Man's attitude. Man's attitude goes some ways the way his life will be. Is that something you might agree with? 
Sure. Now, did you answer because that's what you thought I wanted to hear? Or did you think about what I said and answer because you truly believe that to be right? I agree with what you said, truly. What'd I say? I think I know what movie it is, but I can't think of the title, and I'm just going to be very upset once I hear it. So You're, you're tapping out. Um, let me get another 10 seconds to think about it. Does this uh, ring a bell for you, Jeff? Nope. Nope, not at all? No, I'm really bad with, with movie quotes. It's a pretty distinct uh, character saying the line there. Yeah, I don't, I'm out. Okay, Matt's tapping. I'm going to guess Fargo. Fargo mm-hmm. for Jeff. Not a bad guess. It's not right. but No, it's not correct. Uh, Neil? Was that John Cusack who he was talking to? Uh, no, that was not John Cusack. I mean, not the guy ma- mainly talking, but he was talking to John Cusack? No, not no? John Cusack. It was uh, Justin Thoreau. Oh, uh, that's uh, Mulholland Drive? Mulholland Drive is mm-hmm. correct. The The lines were mostly said by the cowboy character. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. In that very bizarre movie. Yep, which I saw 17 years ago. Good re-release recently. <clears throat> that's more recent than I've seen it, which is never. So. Fair enough. Going in for the next sound clip. Here we go. You know, I could make a meal just of the bread. I could do a whole meal, just nothing but bread. If I ate that much bread, I'd be 20 pounds heavier. See, I never gain an ounce because... You know, my anxiety acts like aerobics, so I get the exercise. Hmm. Who could that be? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty distinct voice on that one, too. And uh, comedic styling. Yeah, you say, you say pretty distinct voice, but I can't place it. Oh, really? Oh. No. I know who it is. I don't know any of his movies, so. All right, this looks like a stumper for us. Um, Matt seems to know who the... Uh, the the male speaker was in the mm-hmm. clip but uh, he's having trouble coming up with a film jeff is a little lost on this i tapped out okay just tapped tapped out that is woody allen right mm-hmm. that, and then yep. was the woman jennifer aniston no. she played black widow oh scarlett johansson mm-hmm. what's is it what oh all right what's the movie i don't know i still don't know all it. right so the movie is scoop i think uh that finally occurred to jeff uh, as he knows that i rather enjoy that movie I have never heard of it. Love Woody Allen. I wouldn't have come up with the title, but I, as soon as you, as soon as yeah. you said it was Woody Allen, and uh, I put a Woody yeah. Allen movie. So. I can see the I can see the cover in my head. That's good for partial partial. Yeah, credit. I know a thing. And here's the next clip. I'm 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 sorry, Miss Farmer. I don't get this. Just place an X on the lifeline in the appropriate place. No, I mean I I know what to do. I just I don't get this. You can't just lump things into two categories. Things aren't that simple. The lifeline is divided that way. Well, life isn't that simple. I'm pretty happy about this one, actually. This this makes me enthusiastic about the whole game again, which mm-hmm. which is nice because I was kind of feeling out of it for a moment. Yeah. yeah, good. So it looks like this one was a little bit more familiar to our contestants here. It's not. Um, don't worry. All right. So it's I can to I Jeff, can tell you the the uh, so Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. Well, let him answer. Come well, on. I, I put hooray for Jeff because I was happy. He did. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Donnie Darko. Oh. Donnie Darko's correct. That's actually a movie I have seen. Neil, did you, uh, did you get that one. that one? Yeah, I knew that one, yeah. <clears throat> Great uh, later career Patrick Swayze role in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, halfway through this round, I'm going to give a little hint on this uh, next clip. Um, since uh, we lost this actor recently, this is uh, Powers Booth speaking the line. I was going to guess Powers Booth, too. Power don't come from a badge. 
Or a gun. Power comes from lying. Lying big and getting the whole damn world to play along with you. Once you got everybody agreeing with what they know in their hearts ain't true, you got them by the balls. I had that immediately. Uh, okay, we got an uh, answer from Matt. Go yeah. ahead first. I put True Grit. True Grit is incorrect, unfortunately. Mm. I put Robert Rodriguez's film Sin City. Sin wow. City is correct. And uh, RIP to Powers Booth. Thanks for being the bad guy that we all loved. Great bad guy in the Van Damme classic Sudden Death. Sudden mm. Death. Ooh. See, I would have got that one. <laughs> Van Damme uh, playing goalie for the Penguins. And yep. Does his, uh, his I love you sign language in the middle of the game to his son. The inspiration for Threat Level Midnight, if I recall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next clip. Salute, Tommy. One more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you? What's, what's, what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. I'm only kidding with you. Ah, what a great clip. All right, so a little bit more familiarity on this one. Uh, Talking about that shine box. So it looks like both of our contestants have this one. Go ahead, uh, Matt. The Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Goodfellas is correct. Uh, classic movies. I feel good because the ones I got were Monty Python and Goodfellas. <laughs> <At least. laughs> yeah. Those, are, those, those are, are more popular ones. Those are things to, to be proud about. Yeah. All right, going back some years for this next film clip. Let's see how well you know your classic movies. It's a silent film movie. Okay, and the next one? Office memorandum. Walter Neff to Barton Keyes, claims manager. Los Angeles, July 16th, 1938. Dear Keyes, suppose you'll call this a confession when you hear it. Well, I don't like the word confession. I just want to set you right about something you couldn't see because it was smack up against your nose. One of the great uh, fast-talking uh, film noirs. Know anything about film noir? You might get this one. Ooh, I know what noir means. Don't. I got an answer. It's not right. Okay. I got nothing. All right. I just put Casablanca. All right. So that one's actually from Neil. Is it Burt Lancaster and Double Indemnity? It is Double Indemnity. Or was it Burt Lancaster? I don't think it's Burt Lancaster. But it's Double Indemnity, right? <laughs> it's, it's a, it is Double Indemnity. Yeah, Billy Wilder picture. Yes. Love film noir. All right. Next clip coming up. You are a pretty good actor. I'm going for the Oscar this year. But are you a pretty good skater? A more than pretty good essay. I have my own skate company. Can you do a thingy on that rail? It sounds familiar, but... Mm. Which joke answer would you like? Yeah, I put uh, Mighty Ducks 2 because I thought it was the grandpa when he had that skate company. And then... And see, I was going to go the John Heater classic Blades of Glory. Ooh. However... I don't know if that's my official joke answer. Um, I like how you think that the the phrase essay would be in Mighty well, Ducks. Well, Emilio Estevez. Come on, this guy. I'll, go, I'll stick with Blades of Glory for my, my joke answer. All right. Sounds like you guys were thinking of the wrong kind of skating. I knew what kind of skating it was, but I just couldn't come yeah, up with the yeah, movie. So it's uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, that's a shame. You I got to see it's that good. one. It's just, my Netflix queue is so long that one, Neil? at this point. Neil? Uh, I, I did not know that one, actually. I haven't seen Scott Pilgrim as many times as I probably should have. All right, and uh, one of my favorites. Uh, Deep Lucy. Coming up. Come on. All right, this is fine, right? Sir? It's totally fine. Okay, there she is. Did she see me? Uh-huh. Is she coming over here? Yep. I wish I wasn't wearing this f***ing shirt. Fair enough. Why don't you try to unbutton it? Got it. 
I'm very pleased about this one. I can see the scene too. This is great. Uh, I have an answer. <clears throat> okay, looks like both contestants are in. Jeff, what'd you have? Um, so that's Jason Siegel mm-hmm. and Mila Kunis in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. Matt, I put Chasing Amy. Okay, it is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Dubai. All right, so that's the end of the swing round. Matt got two questions right for a total of 10 points to add to his uh, first round total, which is a total of 20 points. And uh, Jeff got five correct in the swing round uh, for 25 points. And on top of his first round total, he's going to have 35. So we're looking at 35 to 20 going into the second round. All right, uh, starting the second round, I think we'll do a little bit better on this uh, (laughs) second round in general. These are all from uh, Um, Trivial Pursuit for Children. Not sure if you will get the, uh, the first question, but I think the second round is much easier than the first all right so uh i actually just returned from vegas so in honor of that trip here's a gambling question on a craps table the number 11 is referred to as what to avoid confusion between 7 and 11 uh two acceptable answers on this one okay anybody play craps ever might know this one they play craps in a lot of movies i've never played it but i've seen it played seems, it seems like an intense game yeah you know it's easier than it looks there's a lot of uh, side bets that can be made mm-hmm. but uh it's uh, pretty easy if you just kind of follow the uh the main betting lines so. i know that the most important thing is to have a beautiful woman blow on the dice yeah that sounds right if if what what you see in movies is true that's yeah, by far is. the most important <laughs> have part. a cheering section yeah all right you. looks like both uh contestants are in let's have uh, matt start snake eyes snake eyes how about you you said 11? 11. I said double ones. Double ones. Uh, unfortunately, both incorrect. So mm-hmm. snake eyes would be uh, if both dice roll a one it's for a total of two. 11 is commonly referred to as yo 11 or yo. Um, once again, they just want to, um, you know, draw, draw some difference between seven and 11. So right. nobody at the table mishears what the dealers are saying. Oh, I was never mind then. <laughs> okay, I think you you'll both get this one coming up. It's a lyrics question. I'm gonna read the lyrics. I just want you to tell me what the song is. Then later on on the drive home, I called her mom from a payphone. I said it was the cops and your husband's in jail. The state looks down on sodomy. Mm-hmm. Looks like uh, the boys are feeling pretty good about this one. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Jeff, if you're finished writing, why don't you start us off? Sure, that's Blink-182's What's My Name. Can you say that again? Want to revise? What's, revise? What's, what's my what, name? What's my name again? Okay. Uh, the right answer is What's My Age Again. Ah, that's right. By Blink-182. A little bit of a slip up there from Jeff. Fair Sounds enough. like he knew what it was, but yeah. uh, just a little bit of a That is 10 points freeze. to Matt, though, for correctly yeah. naming the song. All right. Next question is in Geography. What is the name of the Japanese island on which Fuji sits? Mount Fuji. Got it. Okay. Jeff, feeling good about this one? Yeah, finally a question in my wheelhouse. And uh, Matt has mm-hmm. also written. Go I've ahead, written. Matt. I said Osaka. Osaka. I said Honshu. Honshu is correct. Mm-hmm. Osaka is a city. Yeah. Well, it's a thing in Japan. Yeah, that's all right. I was on my way. Okay. Next question. What sculpture by Rodin? was originally meant to be part of a larger commissioned work called The Gates of Hell. I mean, it's a Rodin sculpture, I think, so. Yeah. Closest I'm going to get. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Matt. Nah, I got nothing. (laughs) Oh, he's got nothing. You just wrote nope, I see. (laughs) Uh, I put The Thinker. The Thinker is Uh, correct. That's 
Okay, moving right along here in the second round. Uh, significantly easier, wouldn't you say, guys? <laughs> I've gotten one right, and I had one right in the first round. So, so you're tied. We're only halfway through. All right, next question. Alcatraz Island sits specifically in what body of water? So I don't want the, uh, you know, the ocean would not be what I'm looking for. Got it. Um, if you'll think back to the movie The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. I think this is right, but I don't know. Okay, Matt's still thinking. It looks like uh, Jeff's in. You wanna? You got any thoughts about this, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I know it's right off of San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking it's it's not the San Francisco Bay because I don't think that's a thing. I know that the Giant Stadium was right off of McCovey Cove, and I think McCovey is a bay, so I'm gonna lock in with McCovey Bay, which I don't think is right, but that's some thought process there. Okay, and Jeff, how about you? I went with Oakland Bay. Mm. Oakland Bay. Well, I do have San Francisco Bay as the answer. <sighs> really? The thing I said, it could not possibly be. <laughs> so, I didn't think that was right either. So here's a film question. Name me one common cast member through all three Edgar Wright Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy movies besides Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh, okay. Just one common cast member who makes an appearance in all three. There is there are several more. In an Edgar Wright type mood today. Yeah, you got two uh two Edgar Wright drops in this episode. Pretty sure my answer is wrong. As he directed Scott Pilgrim versus the World. God, I can't think of his name. Pretty sure my answer is wrong, but the other people that are coming to mind because I can see a couple of people who I think are in more than one film. I have no names for, so it's not useful. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm thinking of the guy who's on um, Andy Samberg's show. Um. Uh, I can't remember his name, and that would be my only guess. I don't even think that's right, so I got nothing. Okay. Uh, Jeff, how about you? I went Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy is one of the actors that we were looking for. So the total list is uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Julia Deacon, Martin Freeman, Bill Nighy, Rafe Spall, and Patricia Franklin. Mm. I forgot about Martin Freeman. There are there are several others who make two appearances, uh. but those are the uh, the ones who appear in all three. I'm a two for two on question number two, just so you guys know. On all other questions. I'm 0 for two on one, two, five. (laughs) All right, here's one for Matt. Uh, Hopefully Jeff won't get this one right, and Matt will. That's rude. Close the gap a little bit. You can't play favorites. I'm not playing favorites. I just want want a little bit of... uh, I'm whining a lot today. I have have one category. Just let me have it. (laughs) (laughs) Since you're a drunk... <laughs> what type of alcoholic beverage is produced using juniper? All right, well, I'm in. I've I've got no idea. I'm going to tap out. All right, what do you think, man? Uh, gin. Yeah, gin is correct. All right, we will move along. This one's uh, a little bit difficult, but not ungettable. A dirk is a version of what type of weapon? Though it should be noted that categorically it's on the longer side. It's a type of a weapon? Yeah, it's a type of weapon. And it's a it's a large version of said weapon. See, I'm only thinking of German weapons because of Nowitzki, and that's completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. I feel like I should know this one. I'm going to take a guess. Okay. And uh, what do you have, Jeff? Uh, I guess it was a type of spear. Spear? How about you? I guess it was a type of sai. No, this one is actually a uh, kind of dagger. Oh. Often used by uh, 
by naval uh, naval officers. Another dagger question. What's it? What, yeah. what was it called? A dirk. A dirk. D i r k. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Siddhartha Gautama and Shakyamuni are alternate names for what figure? Jeff is in right away with his philosophy background. <laughs> Helping Matt out there. I, I was already writing something that might may or may not be right. So. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I'm going to uh, follow in his footsteps, his eightfold path, sit under a tree and try and transcend death. That would be the Buddha. Mm, okay. And I went with the Dalai Lama. Okay. Well, close, but uh, no cigar for Matt. Buddha is correct. And uh, last question of the uh, normal round. According to the Sanrio Company, their character, Hello Kitty, is actually a girl of what national origin? you got to be kidding me. They come up with that much backstory? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to be crazy if you think they didn't brand this uh, down to the smallest detail. I mean, we did a bonus episode on, on what is it, One Inch Man? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just confused One Piece and One Punch Man, <laughs> one punch man right? <laughs> to make a uh, very sad, <laughs> sad sounding Japanese character. One Piece, that's right. Sorry. Uh, so if they created a thousand characters for One Piece, I'm sure they could come up with a backstory for Hello uh, Kitty. Hello Kitty is not a melancholy egg, so I'm out. It's from what country, you said? country of origin yes uh, where's hello kitty supposed to be from the thing that i find interesting about hello kitty from a design perspective is hello kitty does not have a mouth that Mm. way you can project whatever feelings you have onto hello kitty which Mm. is part of the reason that Mm -hmm. it's so successful but uh you know beside from being interested in hello kitty from a design perspective i have not heard this one but uh yeah they don't have the country origin on those bed sheets of yours (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna take a guess okay matt I put the Republic of Congo. Okay. For no reason. I kind of wanted to go Japan, but I went Korea. Okay. No, uh, she is supposed to be British. Yeah, I knew it was something ridiculous. Ugh. So why why is she British? What is? That's just uh, it's just her her backstory. Uh, they put a press release that said that she's not a cat, mm. and people were just losing it. And it turns out she has a pet cat. Oh, she has a cat. <laughs> she has a cat, but she's not a cat herself. Well, that is ridiculous. Okay. All right, so that's the end of regulation, guys. Uh, round two, looks like Matt uh, picked yeah. up two correct answers for Doubled 20 extra points. And uh, Jeff uh, put together one, two, three, four correct answers for an extra 40 points. Nice so work, Jeff. Going into the final round, uh, the score is Matt, 40, and Jeff, 75. So those are the points that you are able to wager for this final round. Looks like, looks like Matt's going to be swinging for the fences on this final round, and I'll give you your final round categories. The first category is geometry. Next category is in controversial film. I have a, I have a, like a list of three movies I think you're probably going to talk about, too, just knowing you, so it should be interesting. Me? Yeah. Okay. World War II is the third category. You're just baiting me right now. <laughs> Botany and uh, the Civil War. So uh, Jeff and Matt's wagers are in, and since today's swing round had questions with uh, point totals of five each, they were able to wager uh, five or ten between zero and 30 points. So not just ten like normal, but five points as well. Okay. So first, the geometry question. Name two of the three regular polygons that can tessellate. Part of this is knowing what tessellation is. I would say that's a part of it. <laughs> you need to know more than just the Alt J song, Tessellate. 
though. Actually, I, I would like to provide more information after that. Sure. It's one of my favorite artists does cool things. With Tessellation? Yes. Okay, next question in um, controversial film. Ruggero Diodato is an Italian film director who was forced to prove his actors were still alive in court following the release of what controversial 1980 film? That's, oh. It's really a shame that I wagered nothing on this category, spoilers, because uh, I do know the answer to this. Okay. Uh, I'll keep spoilers out. I'm going to guess that uh, Jeff wagered big on this World War II uh, question. I did not. During World War II, the Luftwaffe was the German name for what branch of military? The Luftwaffe. Feeling good. Okay. Um, botany? What is the name for the plant transport tissue that is mainly responsible for the distribution of water from roots to shoots and leaves? I'm really sad because I did not wager much in this final, but I am four for four. So I poured all my easy questions into the final is what you're saying? Yeah, That's shaking you his did. Head no. Yeah, you did. Okay. And lastly, the Civil War. Who was the president of the Confederate States of America during the American Civil War? You got to be kidding me. Actually, uh, for the, this isn't a spoiler, but um, you last should... Last name would be acceptable. You should... Uh, you really know the last name. You should watch the Today I Found Out on mm -hmm. this particular individual. It's really good. But I, I will need more than the first name. But last name would be acceptable only. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Is everybody in? Okay, let's go over the answers. Let's do it. So for the tessellation question, we'll start with Matt. And Matt uh, wagered 20 points. <laughs> uh, I put, I made a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, what did you have? So I only needed two out of the three, but I wrote, I believe I wrote all three. Okay. Triangles, squares, and hexagons all tessellate. That is the all three. Did you did you wager on that one, Neil? And Jeff wagered ten. Nice. So uh, MC Escher does oh. really cool tessellations. So uh, take a look at those. Uh, anybody who's really interested, those are they're really phenomenal. I was hoping it was going to be about finding area, <laughs> something I know. Okay. How to do. Controversial film question. Um, this director was forced to prove in court that his actors were still alive after what 1980 film? Uh, Jeff sounded somewhat confident on this. So I think I have all five right in the in the final, but this is the only one I'm not 100% sure of. I wrote mm -hmm. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. <laughs> How about Matt? Uh, the only 
controversial movie I could think of at the time was Serbian film, so I just put Serbian film. Even Serbian though I know it's film like was yeah, it was much later. Well, luckily, but, they uh, both wagered zero. Nope. Um, Neil, they, they did uh, not get not the uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust is no. correct. Really, never heard of it. It's a very brutal and um, mm-hmm. difficult to watch. No, probably would not suggest it to uh, to the average viewer. All right, moving on to World War Two. Uh, the Luftwaffe was the German name for what branch of military? Jeff? The Air Force. Air Force. I also put Air Force. Air Force is correct. Oh, good thing I bet so, zero. Matt, yeah, Matt bet zero, unfortunately, <laughs> but Jeff did bet 10, so he'll get some points on that one. All right, Jeff's pulling away. What is the name for the plant transport tissue um, that brings water to the roots from the roots to the shoots and leaves? Jeff? That would be xylem. Xylem? Mm, I just put veins because I don't know. Yep, xylem is correct. Not Zero to be conf- confused with uh, flow this food. And finally, who's the president of the Confederacy during the Civil War? Matt? Jackson. Jackson. Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis is correct. <laughs> so it looks like this was uh, right in Jeff's wheelhouse. He was able to pull away. But let's go to Neil with the final score. All right, guys. So after the final round, it's now time to find out who is the cream of the crop. In second place, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's got to stay. That's got to stay. He's still in second place, no matter what his score is. But in second place with zero is Matt. And in first place with 95 points is this week's cream of the crop. Jeff. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. Hey, good work, Jeff. Good work, Jeff. Kind of kind of pulled away at the end there. Um, sorry the the first round was so difficult. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't realize it when I was writing it. Um, good effort, Matt. I'm sorry. I think this it, one didn't uh, didn't lean your way. The first round melted my brain and I could not recover, I believe is what happened. I'm I'm just glad that I got the last question right cuz if I got nothing right in the first half, I would have I would have lost it. All right, guys, find us on Twitter using the handle at TrivialityPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod. There you can download our official score sheet to play along with us at home. If you'd like to get in touch with us by email, send all messages to TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. And if it's a question five submission, make sure to put that in the subject line with the host that you would like to read it. Thanks again to John Barry of Rutherford, Australia today for the listener submitted question. And everyone else, we'd love to hear from you. And also go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. There you can help support the show monetarily by uh, donating a monthly amount of money to help us upgrade our equipment. And uh, Jeff, why don't you uh, take it a little bit more more in detail on that? Absolutely. So we've got a couple different uh, tiers that we offer of of support. Uh, Any and all support is appreciated, even if uh, you can't contribute monetarily. Uh, As Neil always says, you know, make sure to rate uh, rate and review. Uh, we do really appreciate that, and questions are always really valuable. Um, but if you have the capacity and feel we've earned it, we uh, we would appreciate if uh, you'd also contribute via our Patreon. We uh, we're on a drive to a hundred hundred dollars a month right now, trying to upgrade our equipment and uh, improve the room a little bit to have a nicer sound. Yeah, a little bit of soundproofing, some nicer microphones. Yep. Uh, we hope that that'll improve the show, and uh, as other costs and things come up, uh, maybe events that we'd like to do, uh, we feel it would be a great venue. So if you'd please uh, support us there. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. And uh, for Jeff, Neil, Matt, and myself, this was Triviality. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? 
Go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Okay.